You're listening to an episode recorded on September 15th, 2020. Welcome to the comic panel. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Today we're going to be kind of not blind reacting, but half blind reacting to the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, and then we're going to be talking about Spawn Volume 1 by Todd McFarlane. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, Taylan, you chose the Mandalorian trailer and Spawn. No, Um, Jake chose Spawn. Oh, Jake's your spawn. I Sorry. Do. Okay. But you chose the Mandalorian trailer. Yep. Um, that's just because it came out today. Yes. And it is somewhat... It's tangentially related to comic books. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Star Wars on the show before. Let's not be We have talked... We ha- <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about Star Wars on the show before. I've been hesitant to do so before also, though, but um, anyway, it is not outside of the purview of our audience, so Mm -hmm. I I make an exception. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, is there anything that you would like to say before we watch and react? Um, Uh, Possible spoilers for Mandalorian Season 1, if for some reason you haven't seen it. Yep. Is what I'm gonna say. Mm. I definitely have not. Show it, yeah, I was gonna say show it to Cody Blow is what they And I've seen about an episode and a half. So Am I the only one who's watched all of the Mandalorian and I didn't yes. even choose this? <laughs> yes. Did you watch it? Did you watch it on Disney Plus? I yeah. did. Because my parents bought it. And they're uh, they're smart people. I'm not paying for them. I'm not paying for my version of Disney Plus, so I don't feel bad. Gotcha. But they also haven't bought Mulan, so I have that to. That is a little less bad. embarrassing for you. <laughs> I am um, half paying for Disney Plus. I'm sharing it with my sister, but also I haven't seen The Mandalorian because I don't know. I just didn't feel like watching it. You're busy. It's all right. We can't all see all things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right so um let's get into the video okay. we see a planet and a planet that looks a lot like earth but obviously it's not earth it's blue and it's green it must be earth and the ship um, uh someone noticed yeah. the cargo bay was open yeah, it's a really... First of all, it's a kind of crappy ship in the Star Wars universe, and it's had a hard life in the last, like, couple days. Got didgeridoo. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? Hey, look, Tusken Raiders. Don't you love episode four? Hey, look, an ice planet. Don't you love episode five? Mm-hmm. And an order of sorcerers called the Jedi. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Expect <laughs> me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers. This yes. is the way. Yes, we do. It's the Man, someone the loved Baby Baby Yoda. They were like all gushy. Yep. Hey, look, some <laughs> X-Wings. They were just like, oh, yes, Peter's there. You know this is no place for a child. Is he referring to Yoda, baby? It's not Yoda. Baby Yoda. There we go. It's not Yoda. Sorry, baby Yoda. It's not Yoda. They were like, oh my gosh, she got scared and pressed the button. This is the way. Now, this is the way the, you know, the way of the force? Way or? No. The way, way of as in the, the Mandalorian. Direction. The way of the Mandalorian. This is, the way, is it like? Okay, so again, spoilers for the Mandalorian. But to explain, I'll have to go into like Mandalorian has been retconned to not be like a full-on race. It is mm. like a collection of different races who live together as Mandalorians. Got so like mm. when the person who is known as a Mandalorian got orphaned at um, some battle in the Clone Wars and was picked up by Mandalorians and became a Mandalorian. And so when they say, this is the way they're talking about, this is the Mandalorian way. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, like, jumping ahead, like, there's, like... So let's say that this series gets, like, carried into, like, you know, season five, season six, you know? And, like, you know, every show ends up doing a time jump for some reason. Like, are we're basically going to see, like, whatever race Yoda is, because nobody actually knows what the name of that is. Mm -hmm. um, there's just going to be, like, a Yoda Mandalorian. That's that's what's going to happen, right? Like, that just makes sense. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Gotcha. It seems to be that is the <laughs> ultimate end result of this. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Yoda. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a terrible idea. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, it seems to be giving people what they want more. Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being cute. Yeah. I, I, in terrifying situations. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. Like, like the the person that was reviewing this that I saw, she was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Baby Yoda." I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, he's really cute, but I don't think this trailer was that cute. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. the trailer was... And also, like, he's been overused to the point where somebody was saying, like, he's the new minion meme or whatever. I was like, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. Not as much taken over by Facebook moms, but it's getting to that point where it feels that way. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he, he could easily become the new minions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he definitely could have, like, if Disney was more prepared, like, off the bat, but, like, for the first, like, three months after Mandalorian came out, and people were like, man, Baby Yoda's super cute, like, there was no official merch that you could buy, mm -hmm. because Disney did not yeah. see at all yeah. that Baby Yoda would be, like, as big of a thing. Wait, which is weird, literally, yeah. because they have the Ewoks, like, the, is that right? It's incredibly weird. 
because like They're every Disney. other thing they make to be like super profitable and super marketable but the one thing that came out like originally that was super profitable and marketable they didn't do anything with. They create. They create some. They're planning a show which has a cute little creature in it, and they didn't think to like prepare. Mm-hmm. Not even for a second, apparently. Yeah. I mean, it's really showing how enduring Baby Yoda is. Because literally two days ago, my friend drew a picture of Yoda, and I was like talking. We suddenly just start talking about Baby Yoda, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, send yeah. me your favorite Baby Yoda memes. And so I was like, oh, crap, it's been a while. I forgot about Baby Yoda because it's been a while. So I looked them up. And some of the memes are so dumb and so boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap yeah. any text on Baby Yoda picture. And it's cute how, uh, oh, violent text or whatever. Because it's a juxtaposition. Hmm. <laughs> Also, I'm just gonna say now that Saga's better than Star Wars. They're very comparable stories, and it's better. I have not read Saga. I would say <laughs> Cody. what I have read of Saga, I do not agree, but also... I will say, that's a very controversial opinion, that <laughs> I don't You're feel... into that. 100% confident in supporting, even though Saga <laughs> is very, very good. He's not running for office. <laughs> 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 an opinion. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, this could totally be, or the Mandalorian could be, um, I don't even remember the, the bounty hunter's name because it's been a while since I read Saga, but no, not not Boba Fett. The 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 bounty hunter in uh in Saga. I thought it was something Boba. That's no, Star Wars. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I thought we were talking about Star Wars. He's talking no, about the Saga. one in. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I mean, Boba. Okay. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. But anyway, so it could be that guy. And, um, you know, Lion Cat and the little girl. Right. Oh, okay. I know his name started with the. And I'm all like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Will. That's his ah, name. Got it. Yeah, but I don't think. See, and it would. The difference is, I don't think Disney owns Saga. There's your problem. No, they don't. <laughs> and yeah, also, um, <laughs> also, Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, is like pretty against having a saga adaptation I guess he wants mm. to keep it strictly comics and I'm like but it's so good <laughs> I want to see more mm-hmm. I should say I don't know why I defended Star Wars when like it's only the potential of Star Wars that I like like everything I've watched or read so far has always been like huh doesn't live up to the potential like the Mandalorian <laughs> based on someone who has not watched it and who has seen Best of Baby Yoda clipped together from every episode. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's anything really going on in these episodes other than do uh, I give up the child? Is Baby Yoda okay? Baby Yoda's okay now. I mean, okay, so two things about Mandalorian from having watched all of it. Gina Carano is pretty good. Um, ah! All the supporting characters do like a really good job. 
including like uh, not Forrest Whitaker. That's the other that was um, in Rogue One. It was anyway, but yeah, supporting characters do a great job. Two, like at best, it's like an okay show, but because it's coming off of like the sequel trilogy, all it has to be is like okay, and people will love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Speaking of Star Wars stories, I haven't seen. I still haven't seen uh, Rise of Skywalker. Don't. Straight yeah. up, don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last movie. Okay, I watched that. <laughs> I, mm. I I've seen all of them, and I am on the side that those movies are okay. I I, I like those movies. Like okay. I like, mean, I don't. I don't know. I guess I I watch I remember watching the original Star Wars and I just don't remember it because it wasn't that impactful to me. Gotcha. Like, do you remember? That's pretty fair. Do you guys remember like how angry I was? Or, like not even angry, but just like unhappy I was when Episode Eight came out and how long I would rail against that movie. Like, I, I now yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm coming back on it, and I like episode eight now. <laughs> episode nine is that bad. Yeah, like I'm, I like episode I'm coming eight. around to episode eight. No, no, no. That's how they get you. They make continuously worse things <laughs> no, so that you no, no. look back on the bad things they gave you fondly. In my opinion, they ruined episode eight, and then episode nine was just them trying to recover. Like so, I still in don't that like, regard, I think nine is better than eight. I still don't like Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker, but mm-hmm. technically he set the stage for way more interesting things than JJ Abrams did in either of his two movies. Really? Yeah. I really don't yeah. like the purple haired lady. Uh, I'm gonna say straight up, like worst part of that film. Which colors the entire yeah, movie. Like, oh, oh it's actually, actually like her, right? The purple haired lady plus Rose and all that space casino stuff like that, that was just irritating to me. Yeah, like the act two into act three of that movie is kind of like bad, but like there are good mm-hmm. things with like, hey, maybe the story of Star Wars isn't just generic good versus bad. Hey, maybe anybody can be a Jedi. It's not a it's... weird like bloodlines thing. I I totally like <laughs> with it. They were totally gonna do something with Finn more, right? Like yeah. the whole Jedi thing and his Force thing, uh, and then it's just like nothing happened. I think that's the biggest disappointment yeah. to me. They they, they stressed that hard yeah. in the seven. I was like, oh, is he gonna be able to use the Force when he comes back? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess like it just ends up mostly like I like failed potential more than straight up like not addressing things in your movie that you yourself bring up <laughs> in like about episode nine like it was just uh there's there's too much to get into about it especially in our spawn episode <laughs> yes so so going back yeah to the trailer of the mandalorian uh what what do we like about it mm. I mean, I liked basically what I like about most Star Wars things. Like, you know, it was, it looked really nice. The, like the spaceships and all of that stuff. The action looked good and exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
yeah like i mean it's it's like they have like it's almost like bad how formulaic it is at this <laughs> point um because it's like you know they have the uh, a lady speaking over the you know over the images saying like talking about what the mission is got that like what mm-hmm. is that hand zimmer or something like ding mm-hmm. and then like <laughs> some weird music going on and then um like yeah but basically it it looks like visually it's it's nice mm-hmm. and it seems like it's it gives the illusion that it's going to be exciting but it doesn't really tell you much well i mean it does it does give the story like you know the basic plot line Mm -hmm. or well not the whole plot line but the thread Mm -hmm. that they want you to follow but um yeah so uh yeah someone pointed out that they they set the scene for so basically the plot is with in layman's terms i guess or like in a nutshell is the mandalorian is Trying to find Jedi so that he could drop Baby Yoda off. And it's like, someone, hey, this, yeah, this is your problem now. Right, yeah. And someone pointed out because... that uh, it was weird that he said Jedi. I mean, like sorcerers. Yeah, the Jedi were around. Mm. Right. Je- technically, the Jedi just helped destroy the Empire, like four years ago. <laughs> I was gonna say like don't, right. So like, so that was something that... acting like there's some secluded group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was someone and, someone pointed out. Like even before that, like the Jedi were around when the Mandalorian, like b- when he was a kid in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, because like that's like the the big reveal of like who the Mandalorian is. It's like oh, it happened in a prequel, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's but like you. Jedi had to have been around. Like, we right. don't, like, think that the USSR was a weird, like, commie myth. It was around. <laughs> yeah. People who, like, lived under them are still around. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I I think that the trailer, I, I agree with Cody, that the trailer looks very cinematic, looks very spectacular. But watching uh, an episode a half, episode and a half of the first season is not going to draw me in. Like I, I know that if I just sit down and watch it, I'm just I'm not going to be in, enthralled with it. Yeah, it's. I will say it is hard to be enthralled with a series like even having watched it that mm-hmm. introduces its main antagonist in the very last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. But, I mean, I'll probably watch it just because I'm already... I watched season one, so... Mm-hmm. Right. Alright, anything but else you want not, to say? About it? it's, yeah. not, it's not motivating you to renew your Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> I'm, not no. reno- I'm not renewing till Falcon and Winter Soldier is released. Um, but, okay. I guess, yeah, if you want to talk broader comic news for a moment yeah. um uh the she-hulk series that is apparently still happening got a director in cat Poirot, um who has previously directed 
um, episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and a couple movies that I had not heard of. So... That is literally perfect, actually. I am on board. It's... I don't even really like It's Always Sunny, but... <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. So the, she did Sunny in Philadelphia? That... She did like some episodes, like oh, okay. you know how different directors are called in to direct. Yeah. But like she will be like the series director of She Hulk. Gotcha. And also directing several episodes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Co- Cody, what am I looking for? Miss Marvel uh, title. Card. Um. Yeah, it's like um. Let me see. Um, then Doom got its uh, first trailer released, which is, I don't know anything about Doom except for the sandworm, and it's in there. <laughs> uh, Wait, so what is Dune? It's a yes. book series. Got somebody it. It's was a sci-fi book series. I just, I just saw somebody complaining the other day. They're like, as soon as Dune comes out, everybody's going to be like, oh, Star. this is just Star Wars when the original book Dune is what Star Wars took from. <laughs> so it's going to yeah. be interesting. Um, yeah. I'm planning on reading Dune soon, so Uh-oh. I'm excited for that 600 pages. It seems really complicated. Um, and then last but certainly not least, um, Jonathan Majors has been cast mm. in Ant-Man 3, rumored to... Anywhere from rumored to to likely to play Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen anybody like officially say that he is Kang the Conqueror. So right. at so this point, I, could be anybody. I had also heard uh, that he was going to be in Loki. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at like the Rotten Tomatoes like official news. He could mm-hmm. be in other things now. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. could, like, be in X amount of cameos or whatever, but... So, uh, Jonathan Majors, for those who don't know, is uh, the actor who plays the main character in Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. And that's an HBO mm-hmm. Max original, right? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He was also in the movie Last, was it Last Black Man in San Francisco? I've never heard of that one. I think I think I heard something about that, but uh, wouldn't be one hundred percent on that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the title was, and I looked at his um, filmography, but yeah, yeah, it was um, it. it was recent, and uh, it was supposed to be pretty good. I I wanted to check it out. I just haven't yet. Yeah, that's the title. Okay, cool. Also, um, I have the video of the Miss Marvel thing mm-hmm. I was talking about up. So I'll let you guys watch that real quick. It's it's pretty short because it's just a title card, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is from um like last so year. It must have been released from <laughs> Wow. Huh. 
I wonder if there's... <laughs> huh. Maybe I maybe it was old news then, I guess. I mean, it looks kind of cool, I, I guess. It's like, it's yeah. Yeah, what I would expect of, like, a Miss Marvel title card. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I I am honestly I am what anticipating She-Hulk. Like I don't want to say I'm too excited, but I am interested to see what it is about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. other than <laughs> like if it can strike a middle ground between, um, it does seem like uh, the director Cat Coiro is a more comedy focused director so if it can strike a middle ground between like regular mcu comedy and like daredevil just because i only say daredevil because they're also lawyers um <laughs> if they can strike a middle ground like between there then i'll be pretty happy with it yeah i that that is a very like that that is a turnoff to see hear that she's a uh, more comedy focused. I was like, I mean, that's I. You can only like take so much. Thing. And like, I like it's always sunny and Brooklyn Nine Nine. So like, oh, if yeah. that kind of like high energy comedy is something that I do enjoy, but mm -hmm. like it's, mm -hmm. I guess it depends on how they market Chiho. Because like, if they come out and say like, it's a weird middle ground between like those two and also like unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt like I'll be all for it like if you like go forward with saying like it's a comedy it's not gonna you know not that comedy is inherently like a lesser form of drama but like just like MCU stuff doesn't land for me because it tries to like put a comedy and then drama and then comedy and doesn't let any of it breathe Gotcha. If they just let mm -hmm. it be a more standard comedy, then I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it's it's also important to remember that like the um original She Hulk series was like the first Marvel comic to usher in like fourth wall breaking mm -hmm. in a character like before Deadpool. Yeah, so it was like it was pretty comedy focused, you know. Gotcha. I mean, it wasn't just doing it like. I mean, I guess I should say it was doing it for the purpose of comedy, mm -hmm. you know, because, like, Animal Man also did fourth wall breaking, but that was to put the reader off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, though, so, yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah, um, unless anybody else has anything that they want to say, move on to Spawn. I mean, yeah, we can do Spawn. I know I should, I should be more so, excited because I chose it, but man, these six issues, yeah. like, nothing happened in these six issues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Shawenta? <laughs> um, I was really enjoying, like, reading a lot of text, actually, for the first two or three issues, and then it became like, oh, there's more. There's more, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they stinked for me, you know? Yeah, it's... It was like... It was a weird juxtaposition, because, like, the intro of the book, the, like, intro on the back, the, like, author's word, like, everything says, like, 
Spawn is the most successful independent comic ever launched. And I'm like, then I read the first six issues. Yeah. How was it ever yeah. successful? Okay, I feel yeah. like every time I read anything from Spawn, I was like, I'm thinking of something that I've read already. And I think that's probably like, it influenced that mm. rather than like, so it was unique for its time, but like a little bit. I I thought that I was very surprised. So how I compared Spawn would be like if Peter Parker lived in Gotham. Like that's how oh, I thought of it. No. Well, because they yeah. mixed. It was very dramatic. There was a lot of drama. Like, mm. Are you saying like that's your perception before you read it, or like? No, no. As I was your... reading it. As I was reading it, I thought this is like if Peter Parker lived in Gotham because there was there was very, there was a lot of drama. And him it being like, like, oh my Deadpool gosh. without any of the comedy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like, it, like you know, the first Deadpool movie or whatever, where he's mm. like, oh my god, my face, my wife, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without but, any of the funny yeah. parts. It was, there was a lot of drama, and it, w- it was not even exciting drama. It was just like... Oh my gosh, I can't believe five years of my life is gone. Where's my wife? I'm like, I do like where he's like, oh, she's so hot. And they keep showing that like one picture of her that's like not that well drawn. (laughs) But then when you see her though, that's another story. I I was going to say, yes, once you actually get to see her in the flesh, you're like, oh, I can see. She's pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it's like more of a indictment of all other comics that were being released at this time <laughs> that Spawn was super successful. Well, for context, say... this comic yeah. was released in 1992. So, like, so yeah, I believe this predates of think that... all of us, right? Yeah. Because like I'm 99. Like 99, everybody else, like I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure this predates all of us. So maybe we're just out of touch. We're just kids who don't get it. Maybe that's why. What? But yeah. I mean, okay, I've okay. Never but been here's. Married, but I don't relate to a man being like, oh, she's happy, she's remarried, and she has a kid. Oh, she's so happy without me. Like, <laughs> get over it. I. I know. Oh, oh my goodness. Also, like Todd McFarlane in one of the little like, you know, excerpts from his interview with Miller World that's like, you know, in in between the the issues. Um he was all like, this is like, you know, just as good as like any comic that's been released in the last 13 years. Yeah. That's 1979 <laughs> to 1992. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. wrong. He's oh, like, so I didn't like, want to put. That's including. I didn't want to put anybody down. So like, I mean, the art's really good. I like the art. Yeah, especially yeah. like. I at don't the, at the back. like that kind of art. Yeah, but like with the colors, it really made it work. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you mentioned the colors because like there were a couple of the covers at the at the very back that they included black and white, and I think the black and white is more effective well the covers like when there's a ton of black but they seem to go with like these really scribbly thin lines for a lot of the comic panels and those ones just aren't super interesting to me unless they have the color i guess that's true but yeah so like 
past 13 years from this would include Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, uh... I'm sure there are others, but those are the two, like, right off the top. He's patting himself yeah, on Fra- the back. <laughs> Frank Miller's Daredevil. Um... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it would include, um, let's see here, like, uh, there's, like, I mean, well, there's um, John uh, Byrne's work on Fantastic Four, which I talked about him not being a good person, but he did, like, you know, do a successful Fantastic Four run. Mm-hmm. He, there was, there's just, like, there was a bunch of, like, really good Marvel and really good DC stuff. It's like did, did Dark Knight Returns come out yet? Yeah. Yeah, that was in okay. like the eighties. So. Yeah, eighty six. It says, mm. and this made yeah. me think a lot, like of the same thing with like the news coverage and stuff. But like, it yeah. kind of went anywhere. Yeah. I I thought that was weird. I I'm I think that he would really just use that for exposition. I mean that. that yeah, and that's like he's very you... obviously he has the three different news people, so he's right. trying to do like this comparison of how people perceive events and their priorities and whatever. Like mm-hmm. that being fed back to the general populace, but like I don't think anything ever happens with that really. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely like a poor man's version of like those intercuts of like the news anchors from The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, yeah, especially because it didn't even serve the same purpose, which, I mean, like, maybe that was, like, you know, intentional in some way because, you know, you don't want to really be seen like you're ripping off the idea all the way. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, in The Dark Knight Rises, at least the feeling that I got, you know, was that it was, like, you know, this is, like, the overwhelmingness of 24-7 media, you know? Like, it's all, like, all of these different events happening and, like, you know just like how how like overwhelming it is you know to I, see yeah I was, I was gonna say like i think that's because it's like this isolated element he took as compared to like all the different elements in the dark knight returns like adding up to that mm-hmm. too. right mm-hmm. yeah and yeah also another thing that like really I, you know it's funny because i feel like I, I'm able to like damn this comic a little bit more based on the words that they put from Todd McFarlane. <laughs> but um... yeah, it's an yeah. unfortunate special edition because technically, like I will say, like we didn't read like six individual print comics. It is the Origins collection, which is right. like, supposed to be like the like it's what they want you to have basically mm-hmm. if you're rebuying them. So that's even worse. But in the beginning. Yeah, this is it's it's rough. In in the in the beginning, he says that I created this character in high school, and I just like I couldn't stop thinking about that. (laughs) So the fact that he's like like, I created this in high school, and the design has not changed. He's like I did good work then, and we are going with that. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that though. I I I have I have done that too, so I appreciate that. I mean, I, mean, I like, have created like characters since I was thirteen or younger, but that doesn't mean like I'm basing my whole life on some of the ideas uh, I had then. I mean, yeah, I, mean, also, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that like the thing that got me with that like particular quote and was that like 
you know, I just saw it, like, it felt like a high schooler was all like, I'm going to take all of my favorite characters and, like, you know, put all of the things that I like about them into one story, but it's going to be extra gory and extra guns mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, and it was, like, because it's, like, you know, there is something, like, you know, I, I see to what you're saying, Taylon, about, like, you know, uh, Peter Parker and Gotham, although I don't agree with that assertion all the way you mm-hmm. know it's like because he's got like you know dr strange's like kind of magic and cape you know but mm-hmm. he's also he's got like um he does i feel like his social problems are definitely deviated from peter parker's but he has social problems that any marvel character would have mm-hmm. um he has like you know he he's got like Ghost Rider a little bit. He's got like you know it's it, he's got Batman. He's just like so many different character mm-hmm. inspirations, but he gotcha. isn't his own. It feels like. Gotcha. That's true. I don't like. It's okay to be like, oh, this makes me think of something. This other thing I've watched, but like when you're constantly feeling that way, like I thought of so many different things, it kept making me think of. Hmm. I, I will say, yeah. I've never seen Spawn full costume, but I really like his costume. Like, I... It's a little, like, 90s edge for me now. Oh, okay. Like, especially with, like, all the chains. Like, I like a cape. I'm not, like, an Edna mode, no capes. I like the dramatic effect of a cape. <laughs> but, like, this is a little much. Oh, gotcha. I'd say I like it. I like the design. But it's definitely the the word edgy does very much suit it, and I yeah. feel like it's a little bit of an ironic like, like it. I mm. I hope that it's like self aware enough, but I really doubt it. <laughs> that, it like, doesn't it, really read like it's self aware enough. Right. Yeah. But I like to believe it is. It's self aware that it's cringy, and I love it for that. The design. <laughs> All right. So I, as I, I was re- major so- thoughts. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one more thing about the artwork. As I was reading this, this reminded me of, um, is it Maximum Carnage? Just in the mm. in the artwork, how things were drawn. I was like, and, and that, that's the kind of stuff I like. That might be Todd McFarlane, actually. He might oh, have really? done Maximum Carnage. It could be. I mean, Todd McFarlane. Like something he would do. Tom McFarlane had a run as an artist on Spider-Man. For, yeah. I don't know if it was... Was it a long time? I don't know how it long was, it was. It, but. it was at least a year. At least 12 issues. It was, he, yeah, he, he, he... Okay, so he did some work on... I can't remember if he did work on both Amazing and Spectacular, but then they also came out with a third Spider-Man title that was just titled Spider-Man with no adjectives, and he was issue number one on that. I remember there's like a weird thing about his Spider-Man art where like in every issue, there's like a Felix the Cat somewhere in the issue of Spider-Man that he wrote, which is like one of the most bizarre long-running artist Easter eggs that like people know about. Huh, I had no idea. I just, I, all I kn- know about his Spider-Man is spaghetti webbing. Yeah. I, anyway, so I guess major thoughts about Spawn. I'm not going to go into like the nitty gritty, but let's like get through these six issues 
and roasted, mm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, actually, one more general thing to say real quick is that I feel like it also suffers a lot in the way that, like, you know, the argument for why they chose to introduce Robin in Batman comics, he doesn't have anyone to talk to, like, ever. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just always internal monologuing, thinking about how sad he is. I, what is it? The one character, the violator. Um, I really. I'm gonna say like the only, the only like part I liked about that book was the of this book was the violator. (laughs) Yeah. He's up on the church and like the violator just like. Down there flies that little man waving at me. I was like, oh. So, so I I compared him to Danny DeVito. I think he was written with Danny DeVito in mind. Say that again. Yeah, I think he was written with Danny DeVito oh, in okay. mind. At least like, as like in physical shape, because mm-hmm. this is yeah. like three years after. Oh no, it would have been. Oh, two years before Batman Returns, actually. Never mind. I was going to say, because he looks like Danny DeVito, like, as the Penguin in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Except that was in 1994, I believe. So that would have been after this came out. So I I would have been wrong saying that. Yeah, yeah I believe that. Huh. Yeah. I, I just wish we but... got more of him being dumb. <laughs> Yeah. You like yeah. where he's practicing his speech with the cat, and I'm gonna almost rip out his spine, and I'll tell him, you know, to beg for mercy or something. <laughs> and then he gets to him, and he's just like, anyway, I'm gonna rip out your spine. And he's just like super short compared to him. Well, so, so Google says that Batman Returns came out in '92, but I still don't think that's soon enough for him to make this character. About the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he made this in high school. <laughs> but then, oh yeah. oh yeah. Also, okay. One, <laughs> one more question. Mm. Does this take place in the um, Invincible universe too? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't because they have they have the young bloods and I couldn't rem- okay they have Dragon Man on the TV okay that's not his name but he's the the guy with the fin on his head yeah. oh I think that's just an I think that's just an Easter egg okay because because they talk about the young bloods and I was like I mean I could believe that the young bloods were part of um the Invincible universe and mm. the the Dragon guy I mean because there's an Invincible like reference to spawn in like in invincible when they're like doing universe hopping with that character but mm. they end up in spawn's universe for like a hot second okay okay but like it's the it's the same time when like he smacks into somebody who kind of looks like dr octopus and then you kind of see <laughs> what could be the daily planet and it's like <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah it's like that whole issue is like Weird comic references. Is that another Todd McFarlane thing? Um, no, it's just an Image Comics thing. Oh, okay. Oh, did you notice that the Violator was wearing an Image Comics shirt? 
An Image no, Comics no. shirt? Oh, oh, okay. I didn't see that at all. I, I think it was... Oh, I noticed... That... When he met with Spawn. Yeah. Um... Okay, actually, I was gonna like point out another Easter egg, but I'll just try to remember it when we get to that point because I feel bad <laughs> that we haven't gone through it. <laughs> just in... I have not even started yet, so that's a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, so, very first words, I guess technically spoken, it is a speech bubble, but is "I don't belong," which is not great, is what I'm gonna say. It opens on like a shot of the earth and it zooms out but then also cuts to a city shot and he's brooding on top of a church and there's a lightning strike. Why? <laughs> it's Batman. Like Batman and Daredevil. Yeah. You're yeah, right. I think superhero movie from 2004 or 2006, like, parodied that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one. Well, <laughs> well, it was also the cover of yeah. Born Again, right? Maybe. I'm just saying, like, even at the time that this came out, by the time Hollywood recognized something as played out, it is beyond played out. <laughs> okay. So, like, I'm going to say, like, Todd McFarlane, like, should have known better than to brood on top of a church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut to our first instance of the knockoff Dark Knight Returns uh, anchors in 1987 talking about Al Sim Lieutenant Colonel Al Simmons died in the line of duty, left behind Wanda Blake and uh actually no, not and anybody at this point. But like Wanda Blake's gonna start like all this cool charitable stuff in his name. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. And they then donated like, to the United Negro College Fund. Yeah, and this is how I know this is aged like a lot because CNN is framed as like the level-headed news agency. Oh yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who saw that. I was, I was like, "What? That is weird." Then there's like I, we've got like the. I I don't know if it was being framed as a level-headed news agency. I thought it was being framed as showing just the good picture. You know, oh, it's, isn't this great? All oh, this is great, and then like not willing to look at the full scope. Or I guess it's like it's. Mm. I I kind of perceived it as like getting more of the facts, yeah. and like but then like the other guy like then the guy with the beard gets into, man the government, and aren't they yeah. bad? And then the last guy is how do I spin this into celebrities? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that guy was the worst. The guy that was on the celebrities seven... guy or the government guy. No, the celebrity-based guy, guy. Commenting about the the widow looking gorgeous yeah. in her dress. Oh, and then yeah. she was, And then he was like, oh my gosh, your best friend? Leave her alone, man. She's let her grieve. There's a man next to her. She's a <laughs> widow. She's a newly she, made widow. She, we're assuming that she's crying and she has her arms around somebody. 
So that's totally, that totally means something. They're an affair or something. Start a life gossip column. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know who I like. Martin. What? The dude's name is Martin Alexander. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I think yeah. I don't know. The like part of me is like the the my view on channel 2 guy, the guy with the beard is like you know, he's like he's like the kind of character that's like just almost onto something but doesn't have the quite the clear picture because there's more going on than would be like reasonably able to assume you know i, I feel and, like he's the kind of character who wanders wanders to the right um the right conclusion but not not going the right path he's like this is obviously yeah. a government cover-up <laughs> which he's right but mm-hmm. He's going to assume yeah. everything's a government cover-up, so... Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I kind of find him annoying, but, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can catch new episodes before they come out on the podcast on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio, in Fairbanks, Alaska. Or you can listen in on Mondays on the KSUA website or on the Radio FX app. You can follow us on Facebook at It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the comic panel, It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.